0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning, everyone. As I was uh, sitting over there earlier on, I had my message planned, my notes, everything that I mentioned to Michael I was going to be ministering today, and I felt a check in my spirit. I said to my wife, I'm I'm going in the prayer room, I need to pray and seek the Lord because I think he's going to change my direction, what he would have me say to you this morning. You know that every time a person takes this this pulpit, this is this is this is a holy, um, a holy thing that we do here. And for me, the Word of God has been and is a continual source of strength, encouragement, comfort, healing, restoration, deliverance. I love the Word of God. I love the ministry of the Word of God. And I consider myself honored and privileged that God has entrusted me with the gospel of His Son to take this gospel to the nations of the world. So when it comes to the ministry of the Word, this is something that is very precious to my heart. So I want you to turn on your spiritual ears, please, this morning. Because what I want to share with you this morning is something that the Lord ministered to me uh, last week throughout the week. Um, Last week, I, I decided to gather my attention and my thoughts on the present state of the church as well as endeavoring to hear from the Lord a fresh word and now word of what he would say, what he is emphasizing or calling on to center stage at this present time. So, I wanted to hear a direct word from God, so I turned my prophetic ear towards the Lord, and and it was... It was last Monday, uh, actually this past Monday, Monday night going into Tuesday morning, the 30th of November. I was suddenly awakened in the middle of the night, and I, was, I thought I had enough sleep. I was so refreshed, and I thought it was about 5, 5.30 in the morning, so it's time to get up. But I turned and I looked at the clock next to my bed, and it was one minute past twelve o'clock midnight. <laughs> and so I, I I I tossed and I turned and I tried to go back to sleep, and sleep just evaded me. I couldn't get up and go to my office as I usually do because we had guests. Uh, two American ladies are staying at our house and I didn't want to wake them up. And my wife says that I am a very noisy person in the morning when I get up. And I'm not a quiet person. So I stayed in bed and began to listen because I realized that the Spirit wanted to communicate something special or precious to me. And all I heard... Loud and clear, deep down in my spirit, were two words. And that was spiritual development. Spiritual development. So, the things I'm going to be sharing with you today are the things the Spirit ministered to me as I began to ponder all week and meditate on these two words spiritual development. Spiritually developed people are able not only to endure, but also to thrive in times of crisis, in times of trouble, in times of tests and trials. Not only are they able to withstand and endure, but also thrive in those times of crisis and trouble. Remember, there is a verse of Scripture in the book of Proverbs that says, if you faint in the times of adversity, that tells you one thing. Your strength is small. So, you can only know the measure of your strength, spiritual strength here, is measured when you go through difficult and hard times. That's how you gauge how strong you are spiritually. The ability to endure, the ability to uh, uh, rise above those challenging times that life so often brings across our path. And uh, spiritually developed churches as well, not just individuals, but spiritual developed churches or spiritual families will endure the test of time and will be able to stand against any onslaught or attack from the evil one. They will survive, they will overcome, they will thrive even in such troubled times that we are living in. The current pandemic that all of us have experienced in all of the nations of the world, the one that we have been facing for the last two years, in many ways has caused the church to sit up, reevaluate our beliefs, our values, and our practices. Wouldn't you say so? I don't know about you, but I began to reevaluate evaluate my, my practices, my beliefs, uh, what I believe, what I value, what I stand upon. And listen, as believers, we should not be surprised by what goes on in our world today. It shouldn't take us by surprise. Because it's been prophesied hundreds of years ago that in the last days, toward the end of days, difficult and perilous times will come upon us. Another translation says, times of great stress... And trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. I was speaking to my travel agent. She has been our travel agent now for 10 years, 11 years. And she, she was relating to me the stress that she went through as a result of this pandemic led her to depression and anxiety, and she had to go and receive counseling. I am amazed at how many believers are depressed today. They are depressed. They lost their joy. They lost their sense of purpose as a result of what they are facing. Now, God's response. What is God's response to such times that we are living in? I believe his response are spiritually developed people and spiritually developed churches who in the midst of such days they rise to the challenge as a testimony to God's sufficient grace. Remember what the Lord said to Paul when Paul was so Um, how can I put it, so uh, troubled and and so um, by the things that he was suffering. Remember, he said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And he said, three times I besought the Lord. Lord, take this away from me. Remove this thorn. I cannot endure it. I cannot bear it anymore. But God's answer to him was, Paul, my grace was sufficient, is sufficient for you. Because in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. And I've learned this throughout the years. One of the greatest sins that is not easily detected in us is the sin of pride. And the essence of pride is self-sufficiency and self-reliance. All of the tests and the trials that life brings us have one thing in common, that is to bring us to the end of our self-reliance. It is not to break us, but it is to humble us so that we come to a place where we recognize and we rely more and more on His grace in order to be able to rise above the challenges of life. Amen? So, I don't don't know what you're going through today, what your challenge is, what your trial is, but know this, in your weakness, in your inability, His grace is more than enough for each and every one of us. We have been here, my wife and, and my family, this August, we have concluded 29 years of ministry in the city of Cape Town. We have seen the lows, (laughs) and we have seen very few highs. But in all of that, God's sufficient grace brought us through to a place of rest. Amen. And the word of the Lord says in Isaiah, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you because I'm holding your right hand, saying, I will bring you through. And when you go through the fires, you will not be burnt because I am right there with you in the furnace and in the fire. And notice the words. He says, when you go through, 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 not stop there, through, through the fire, through the rivers, through the waters, through the trials, I'm going to bring you through. The only thing that's going to burn are the things that I didn't give you. Amen? And there is a song that we sing, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I have an issue with that song. The only thing that God takes away from you are the things which the world has put on you. Hello? are the things the enemy has put on you. Those are the things that he takes away. But God does not take away blessings. He is the blesser, he is the giver. Remember Jesus said, that to him that has, more will be given. Has what? A hearing ear. But to him that has not a hearing ear even that which he has will be taken away. It doesn't say God will take it away. The devil will see to it that he steals it from you because he's a thief. And the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So let's not confuse the two. Anyway, this is not my message. But uh, sometimes these trails that we take, it helps. Uh, So... Spiritually developed people or believers are the kind of people that take on the responsibility of extending and establishing the influence of God's kingdom in their spheres of influence. And if you ask me, what is the Spirit saying to the church today? I would say one of the primary words that the Lord is communicating to us as believers today is this. This, I believe, is the urgent cry of the Spirit to the church, is to cultivate and develop the kind of environment and atmosphere that encourages and facilitates growth to the entire body of Christ. Why do I say that? Please look at this verse of Scripture together with me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joint and knit together by what every joint supplies. Underline those words because they're very important. By what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Very important words. Please note the part that facilitates and causes growth to the whole body. The whole body, Scripture says, is joined and held together by what? By what every joint supplies. In other words, the supply of every joint will cause the growth to come to the whole body. The joints Scripture is speaking about are the kind of relationships that exist within a particular body. Let me ask you a question. Who facilitates and causes growth to the body of Christ? The pastor? No. The evangelist? No. The prophet? No matter how gifted they are, they're useful, but they cannot facilitate the kind of growth that the Lord is looking for. Scripture says the body Itself facilitates the growth and not the individual gifted person. That means that you and I and you and you every member of the body carries within them a particular grace a supply of nourishment if I can put it that way a supply of encouragement, a supply of strength that the rest of the body desperately needs. Do you see that? God put inside of you something that I need, something that your brother and sister needs. Are you listening to me? So, in order for that supply to be released, to be dispersed, we need to create, what? An atmosphere that encourages the kind of relationships among us that facilitate the release of that supply. I cannot release unto you that which God has put into me unless I have a relationship with you. You see that? You see, relationships is the foundation upon which Jesus builds his church. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So if our relationships are damaged, or for some reason or another there is unforgiveness, there is no communication, there is no community, what can Jesus do? Absolutely nothing. Even though he desires. He needs those kind of relationships. So, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11 from the Passion Translation. Every believer, this is Peter speaking or writing his epistle. Every believer has received grace gifts. Every believer includes you. You have a gift. Amen? So, every believer has received grace gifts. So, use them, the gift, to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Every single one of us has received a gift from God. Some of us have received two or three But you do have a gift. The problem is when we don't recognize what our gifts are and we're trying to be who we're not. And we end up in trouble, don't we? Amen? I know what my gift is. My gift is speaking and writing and encouraging and giving. I I, I like to flow in those gifts. I, I don't have all the gifts. But I have some of them and I try to use them for the benefit of the body. For example, it says, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have a gift of serving, do it passionately and with the strength God gives you, so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. I recall there were times in my own journey of faith that 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 man that I was alone, really discouraged, really disappointed. In fact, in the month of June 1995, we had a, a Greek assembly made up of Greek people. I closed the doors of the church, I sent people to go home, and I went and joined another church. Because we were going such severe trials. But you know what? God has not forgotten me. I went through that period of discouragement and despondency. And what did God do? He brought one man. And through that one man, through that one relationship, God encouraged me so much that he raised me, so to speak, from death. My ministry, that is so. That was a wonderful testimony of God's encouragement. But it took someone to yield himself to the spirit of the living God and obey the spirit, what he was telling him. That was a great encouragement. Everybody have given up. The Greeks, my friends, have given up on me. Andrea's finished. His ministry's finished. Everything is finished. We closed down. And this man came along and he said, I was in Clermont looking at a building that I wanted to invest in. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and he said, I want you to go and find Andrea, whom he knew only for three weeks, and give him the money that he needs in order to put up a building for his church. One man. He gave 930,000 rand, and that was back in 19, at the end of 96. You know, I realized one thing, that as long as we keep yielding to the Spirit within us, God will make you a very special blessing to Him, to the kingdom of God, and to your brothers and sisters. But if you are not sensitive enough and isolate yourself from the rest of the body, the body will not grow. Because the body needs what you carry. And we have this tendency today. In And I'm talking about the wider body of Christ. We come on Sunday, feed me, pastor, feed me. By next week, next Sunday... <laughs> I need some encouragement. We have this mentality that we are here to receive rather than give. The body is not going to grow that way. Are you listening to me? We need to change our whole mindset when it comes to church. We are here to give. We are here to bless. We are here to minister to one another with the grace that God has put inside of you. Amen? That's how we grow. That's how we develop. There are other ways, of course. There are things that you need to do on your, in your own private time, but I'm talking about how, what Ephesians says, the body ministers to the body and facilitates the growth of the whole body. And every single time I went through a crisis... God would have sent someone and give me what I needed. And most times is not money that we need. Most times is encouragement. Most times is is just a, a prayer or a good, a kind word, or an, a loving act. That's why the word of the Lord says that a brother is born in times of adversity. When you go through adversity, God causes someone to come to you and help you through that adversity. And oftentimes I question the Lord. Lord, most of the people you you bring close to me or you bring me, they go through severe trials. Most of them. Well, it says, that's why I've called you to walk with him. Because they're going through this trial, you have what they need in order to help them get through this trial and encourage them and bless them and pray for them and cover them and love them so they can come through. And the grace that God has given you and I doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the body. Are you listening to me? So we need to broaden our way of thinking and the way we see church that it's not about us. It's about the kingdom. What is the grace that I've received and how can I minister this grace? How can I build the kind of relationships and community that requires the the foundation upon which I can release the grace that God has given to me? I wish that more people were in church today to hear this message. So let's go on. The glue that holds the church together are the kind of relationships that encourage, propel, correct, and ultimately model spiritual maturity and development. And so half the night, on Tuesday morning, from 12 o'clock at midnight, I lie awake in bed, not able to sleep. And the Spirit began to emphasize the desperate need for the church to develop. To develop spiritually. I am convinced that often, our Lord Jesus in His high priestly ministry of intercession laments when he sees the state of the church in its current condition. And not any different from the Hebrew believers, whom the writer to the Hebrews writes to them and rebukes them for the lack of growth and spiritual development. Listen to what he says to them. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... have the senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Praise God forevermore. Amen? Amen? Folks, we need one another. And sometimes the burden gets too heavy. I received a text message a few weeks ago from a member of our ministry team. He says, Pastor, I was driving on the highway, and all of a sudden my dashboard says, Stop your car immediately, your engine is in trouble. Well, he blew the caskets. And you know that could run into thousands of rands. So, what am I supposed to do now? Here I'm receiving this request. I don't have what it takes, I'm not a mechanic. I don't have the funds. So I'm going into prayer. Lord, how do we fix this? I prayed all afternoon and the next the next morning I was in prayer Sunday morning and God gives me a name. He says, Call this person within our spiritual family and ask him for his advice. I didn't ask for money. I didn't ask, for, ask him for his advice. That person, when he heard the situation, he responded, said, Pastor, leave that to me. I'll take care of everything. He's a mechanic. He's an electrician, auto-electrician, auto-mechanic. He worked on that car for two weeks. He brought it up to a, a reliable standard. He sold it, bought another car, for our ministry team member made a profit on it. What am I trying to tell you? That we need each other. That we cannot do it on our own. Are you listening to me? We can't just isolate ourselves from the rest of the body, come to church one way and just go back home and everything until next Sunday. There is a ministry for each and every one of you. Amen. Nick is looking for volunteers. He has a soup kitchen. How many meals you provide a week? One hundred and sixty. Huh? One five zero. Praise God. He wants people to help him in the morning. Why not take one day off from work and go help him? Hello. Well, let's go on before I step on some toes. (laughs) These believers remained babes, the Hebrews, in Christ. They were not growing or developing spiritually despite the fact they were believers for a long, long... You see, maturity doesn't come with age, spiritual maturity or wisdom. Are you listening to me? You can live 70, 80 years and still you're not mature spiritually. You can be a born-again believer for 15 years and still behave like a babe in Christ. Spiritual maturity takes effort, takes practice, takes exercising of your gifts and talents that God has given us. Amen? The writer says to them, Michael, I don't think I'm going to finish today. The writer says to them, We have much to say to you, and yet very hard to explain, because you have become dull of hearing. You hear, but you're not hearing. Remember what Jesus said He who has ears to hear, let him hear? Everybody had ears on the head. He wasn't talking about this ears. You hear the sound of my voice, but deep down in here, we need to hear from the Spirit. What is he communicating to us? What is he trying to say? And he goes on to say, he couldn't communicate with them on a spiritual level because they were unable to receive it. Do you know that Jesus has so many things that he would like to communicate to us as a church, as a wider body, not just here, but all over the city? and yet he holds back not because he wants to because he cannot communicate our spiritual capacity is not at that level and many years ago the lord showed me very clearly that many of us often we ask for things that we cannot yet receive not because god doesn't want to give them to us but those things that we are seeking are on another level and we are on this level and he says, if you want to receive what you're praying, you've got to climb up here. So you've got to step up. In other words, what he's saying, we need to grow so that we can contain the meat of the word, the mysteries of the kingdom, the secrets of the kingdom that will unlock opportunities, that will unlock doors that have been closed Some of us, in our journey of faith, we got stuck on a certain chapter. We we closed the book and we moved on. God says, I haven't finished with you yet. You've got to go back to that chapter and work with it. God doesn't forget. He will work with us and work with us and work with us. I am amazed at the grace, the patience, and the mercy of the Lord... And the patience he exercises with us. He will will take us through again and again through the same lesson until we get it. You see, you can't fail a class with the Lord. You will keep on taking it until you pass. (laughs) He is persistent. He loves us. And he says, he who began a good work in you, he will finish it. One way or another, he will finish it. Praise God. If not here in heaven, he'll finish it. <laughs> Amen? And so, it is the same with the church today. Many things the Spirit desires to communicate. But at the present state, we are find ourselves in, unable to do so. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Now... I'm going to stop right here. And we're going to wait for a while on the Spirit of God. What's he saying to you? What are you saying, Lord? Here Michael stands, (laughs) and I heard him last week too, and he says, please, we need somebody to help in the tea. We shouldn't be asking. Are you listening to me? We should not be asking. There should be enough volunteers to do the job. Sometimes we stand up and we preach on giving and tithing. We shouldn't do that. You know, if your relationship with the Lord is where it should be, you shouldn't be uh, waiting for you to be told what you should give or how you should give. Are you listening to me? I pray that the Lord will... Begin by His Spirit as He finds our hearts ready and willing to work in us that which is pleasing in His sight. Let's stand, please. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.